So, y'all, Brandon asked if I email, if we, Scar or I, have ever emailed back somebody who emailed us about the show. And I email everybody back who emails us, Joe, Ashanti, um, the other folks who email us who I don't know your names well enough because you only did it fucking once. You should change that. Um, But back when we were doing Oz, I don't know if you remember this, Brandon, but because I went back and listened to all the shows again, um, there was a guy who was like, Rashani's jokes ain't funny. <laughs> yeah, we we usually respond on the show. Yeah, we respond on the show, but I email too because some of the shit y'all ain't gonna be able to hear about. So that was a dude who was like, Rashani's jokes aren't funny, and that was literally the title of the fucking email. <laughs> I don't remember this. I, I don't know the episode. So. I didn't remember until he said it. I was like, yeah, I remember that. And so we spent the rest of the season going in on that nigga randomly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, I do remember now. I do remember. But I also emailed him, and he emailed back and said the same thing. Like, okay, y'all are, your show is good, and I enjoy listening to it. I think he said my jokes still weren't funny. And I was like, then why the fuck you keep coming back? See, dude, you didn't think that Four years later, three years later, I'd still be talking about your ass, but whoop, there it is. Um, but yeah, no, I email listeners back because they're taking time out to write to us and, and let us know what they think and everything. And if there's a dialogue there, then y'all yeah, hit them back. I, That's I've a, read the email on the show, but I've never like responded back. Yeah, yeah. His dude's name was Ogden. I remember we made fun of his name being Ogden, too. <laughs> Yeah, we call that nigga Augie. Og dog. What up, Augie? Og dog. Man, that was back in 2021. Like, that was three years ago, fam. Almost. Wow. That's, <laughs> that seems, and when you say it, it seems like it was so long ago, but it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Nope. <laughs> but it was right around. <laughs> that nigga said, bro, stop with them jokes. You're not funny. Matter of fact, you're hella annoying. And all I sent back was Adam B.C. Lives. <laughs> Oh shit, out of BC lives. You know, I went to the um we could talk about all these things, listeners, because they're all on the Return to Oswald podcast feed, but I went back to the Oz fan page. I thought you got fan. Nah, I talked my way out of it because I remember I told them that their show was pathetic. <laughs> and they were like, there's some cast members in this in this group who don't appreciate that, and your opinion's like an asshole. And I was like, oop. <laughs> but I I went back in there and there's new peep there's new viewers of the show who are asking questions that they don't want to answer and people are still asking about Augustus in the fucking coffin and about Pastor Dylan ascending to heaven. <laughs> right? And they don't have answers and all I do is put the link to the show. <laughs> Because those are our people. <sighs> yeah. So, Brandon, how are you? I'm great. I'm better now. I feel you. I'd be I mad to detox. too. I had to detox from yeah. sports. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I was thinking the same thing. Man, we were sitting at a great restaurant watching the 49ers get beat 24 to like nothing. And laughing, and then the lion shit the bed. Yep. 
That's bad. That was I haven't seen anything like that since the the Falcons gave up that huge lead against was the Patriots. Yes. Yeah. I did in person. I watched the Ravens shit themselves to death over and over again. Right in front of me. <laughs> that would be the nastiest fucking shit. Right in front of me. I'm sitting in the end zone. Right and they never me. met you there. <laughs> shit themselves. Oh yeah. I yeah. never get invested in sports. I have I'm fandom, but I always make fun of fans for being fanatics, for being ridiculous. And I never get invested. And I got invested this year, and I was like, I want to be a part of history. And I paid all that money to go home to watch them go to the Super Bowl, only for them to play the worst game of the year by far and just completely shit all over themselves on offense. It was so disheartening that I didn't watch any sports, anything, all of last week because I was just, I had to detox from it. I was like, what am I doing getting this invested in sports? You like sports. Well, this like Clippers are doing good. So I was gonna say Clippers are doing good. The Suns are doing good. The Warriors ain't. Well, Steph Curry scored sixty points last night and lost. And lost. That's saying something. Those are those are Kobe numbers. <laughs> like, well, you got to put up Kobe numbers, and y'all still lose. That's bad. Uh, Victor, or yeah, Wimby is getting looked off by teammates who are much worse than him. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what he – I mean, he's still a rookie. Like, he's you know what I mean? You, you, but you got – you do you got to start getting rid of niggas. That's what happened with the Cavs. Like, remember – With Ricky uh, Davis. Ricky Davis <laughs> and uh, – was, was it Darius Miles? Yep. Yeah. Darius was, Darius was more okay with uh, – it was Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes and Ricky Davis – Ricky yeah. was like, I don't give a fuck who you are. No, I'm really. motherfucking Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis <laughs> said when they drafted LeBron, oh, they finally got me some help. Oh, my God. I love Ricky. <laughs> Not realizing he the help at this point. You the help. Oh, no. He knew he was the help. He just don't want to admit it. Ricky is the type of nigga who, remember, misses the shot off the other team's backboard so he can get a rebound. <laughs> And get a triple double. <laughs> oh my god, I love Rick. Uh-huh. Anyhow, yeah, nah, nah. Um, they just need Other to get. That, I'm good. Okay, and Scar, how are you? I'm good. There's a lot of there's a lot of things swirling. Um, I'm moving soon. Um, you're, so so you're leaving on a um, plane. It's it's a little bit of both. I didn't really want. I didn't really want to move this soon. Um, I did. I did want to move. I didn't want to move this soon, so I had to try to find something fast. And wait, wait. You said I didn't really want to move this soon, and then you said I did want to move this soon. I no. I I I did want to move, but I did not want to move this soon. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Um. So so I had to try to find something fast. Uh, luckily, I work for, uh, I I work for a company that has apartment complexes. So yeah. I'm moving to one of the places that my company owns. I'm not I'm not working at the same place that I live. I'm not I'm not doing that. That's smart. So, yeah, I'm that's going, fucking smart. Because if you live at the place you work, they can call you. We yeah, know you there, nigga. 
Yeah, the only thing that I really wanted, the the thing that I wanted the most, I'm not getting a deluxe apartment in the sky. No, I I wanted a I wanted a third bedroom so that I had so that I could do this and I wouldn't be in my bedroom. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes three, sense. Three bedroom apartments are rare though. Like, yeah, well, I don't see them that often. We they have them around here. It's just they're all rented. Like yeah. Nobody has any in the place. I I see them out here a lot, but that's because I'm not looking for them. I think I think that's the the thing about it. When you're not looking for something, you see it everywhere. Yeah, I I white women. I have to be out of here by the end of February, (laughs) and like the place that I was looking at first that that was really nice. They were like, "Well, I don't have anything until like mid April." And you were like, right. that doesn't work for me. And then you pounded the table and then you stood up and then you're like, that works for me. Yeah. I, and so I ended up going to another property. The lady who showed me at the property that I went to, uh, she said that she lives at another property that was not very far from there. So I was like, well, I might as well just go over there and see what they got. And <laughs> we really like it. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot more space. Oh, um, good. It's just, it's just, I don't have my, I don't have my third bedroom. And, I, and, Oh my god, a bath and a half is great when you live when you live with two women. Just having <laughs> having an, having another place to go pee is fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> so 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 I got a bath and a half. Um, there was th- three things that I really wanted. I wanted another bedroom. I wanted at least another half bath, and I wanted a washer and dryer because I don't have a washer and dryer here. And I got I got all of those except for the other bedroom. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. And I mean, and one more thing, Rashani. Uh oh. No, one more thing. Did you like your birthday gift? I was just about to say that I forgot that you didn't tell me it was your birthday, so I felt like shit. Well, I don't tell anybody it's my birthday. Scar just knows because he's known me forever. Yeah, but I've known you forever now too. No, 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 no. Scar knows me back when, like, I would literally make a checklist of the niggas who didn't say happy birthday to me. So I didn't have to say happy birthday back to them on Facebook when it was their turn. <laughs> I well, see. I always, I, I know your birthday because it's, it's after my son's birthday. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that's used, extremely important. I usually equate birthdays with days that I actually know. So like, I know that your day is, <laughs> I know that your day is the day after my son's birthday. I know that my ex-wife's birthday is nine days after mine. I know, like, I equate, like, my cousin's birthday is four days before mine. Like, so my this sounds like the I'm the main mine. character in this world. Yeah, everybody's the main character in the story of their life. You know what? I have realized that I might be a villain. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, I try. I, I, I'm trying, bro. You I'm trying. I I am a, I am rounding into my final form. I I'm think, pretty fucking close. I think you're. I think you've gotten a lot better at um at accepting your role. Yeah. And ex- accepting accepting who you are in your role, but I still don't think you're a villain. I don't yeah. think you can be. So look, no, I think you have uh, moments. I think I, you have moments, but you can't be an v- actual villain. I've had fantastic moments. You've had moments, but fuck you, they were fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I, I I just wanted to feel like villainous for a second, but you know, you no, guys are right. Okay, not. that's okay. I don't give a fuck. Um. 
But yeah, no, Brandon, I take that thing fucking everywhere. Nisha and I, we went to dinner last night. <laughs> we went to dinner at this Michelin star restaurant, $150 per plate, where they give you a smear of fucking uh, pureed, not even potatoes. It's not potatoes. What are they? They taste like potatoes, but parsnips. Parsnip puree, uh, one piece, one little ribbon piece of uh, short rib and some au jus with truffles on top. I've never left a place where I paid $400 for two people to eat and I left out hungry. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. That was some bullshit. I actually stopped them after they were telling me about, oh, you want to get this lasagna because it's got it's thinly made and there's 12 layers of the lasagna. I was like, that sounds great. I'll take that. It was very thinly made. There were 12 layers. And then they gave you a piece that was about the size. It was the width of a pencil. Lengthwise, not lengthwise, but widthwise. That was how big the slice of lasagna was they gave me. And they had the nerve to lay it down flat on the plate. So then, and then surrounded by a bechamel sauce. Nigga, I'm fat. Where the rest of it at? Exactly. Where the rest of this lasagna at? Hey, 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 come here, server. What's your name? And June? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to just call you Becky. Becky, where the fuck is the rest of my lasagna? Becky, come here. Becky, Becky, come here. Come here. Look. Now you see, now you see why I got my rule. Becky, look. I paid $145 for this experience. Where the fuck is the rest of my lasagna? Mm. This is how the this is how the chef envisioned it. So what the chef envisioned was making one lasagna and serving it to one hundred people. <laughs> exactly. Nah, see that's why I got my rules, yo. And people make fun of me for my rules. But, but this is why I I've never gone to a restaurant and gone and gone home hungry. Never, because I don't go to restaurants if I ain't got a chicken finger backup. <laughs> I feel like. I want to nod, but at the same time. So I got on them about that. And so the next course comes out. The next course is a uh, Sonoma duck. And it was supposed to be confit, which means it's cooked in its own fat and things of that nature. And it tastes really good. But these, it comes out with a white bean tortellini and something else, a a guanicelli, which is a salad, basically. And they bring my plate out. And the manager comes out behind them and kneels down next to me and says, we just want to let you know that we felt bad about giving you that little ass sliver. She doesn't say little ass sliver, but we felt bad about your complaint about the size of your lasagna. So we gave you an extra tortellini. Bitch, that gave me four. That gave me four tortellini. Not, (laughs) it wasn't a a side bowl. It was four tortellini. That were wow. literally the size of the tortellini you buy at the store, and a half of a leg of duck leg. So, uh, do, do you have do you have your soundboard up? I do. So this is what happened basically. Um, um, it's not right. It's not right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's, That's not happened. right. That's, <laughs> That's not right. Bye. Oh, God, I missed that show. I'm not even going to put the sound bite up now because we already said it. But yeah, no, 400 bucks. 
Four hundred bucks for us to walk out and talk about we was gonna get go get ice cream, and I say all that, Brandon, because halfway through that meal, Nisha started looking at her phone, and I started playing <laughs> Gunsmoke on that on that system that you got me, which was fucking great. I love it. I love it. I took it to work, and the guy next to me was like, "You have one of those too," and I was like, "Don't say that." I know how niggas do. Y'all be like, you got one of those two, and all of a sudden, you steal mine. And it was like, it was mine. Remember I said, you got one of those two? Like, y'all niggas ain't slick. White people, you ain't slick neither. Don't think you got a way out. But yeah, I appreciate it. So far, I've played approximately two games on it and favored it like 89. <laughs> Good. I figured you would like that because you never got your Mega Kate, so I figured I'd get you a mini Mega Kate. Not yet. It's been... COVID started in 2020. I know the nigga's mad because I'm paying them $500 at a time like the shit don't cost 10000 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we take donations. Um, but yeah, every so often they just get an alert on PayPal. Derek has sent you $500. Megacade. Oh, shit. I don't even want it anymore, to be honest with you. I want a different arcade system that I saw that is much more streamlined, but fuck it. Speaking of video games, this episode starts with Jesse playing Rage. I didn't even know Rage was a first-person shooter, like a gun, like hold a gun first-person shooter. I just thought it was a first-person shooter. It's it's not. Okay, I was making sure. Like, I remember Rage, and Rage wasn't a stand-there-with-a-gun game. No, he was playing a real game. It just doesn't, the game doesn't really work like he, he was playing it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it felt like he was playing House of the Dead. Yeah, something like that. But that's not Rage. Rage yeah. is a controller-based game. Let me check to make sure while I'm saying this, because I do not need Og Dog coming after me. Um, but yeah, Rage was out on the Xbox 360, and Xbox 360 did not have fucking... Light gun games. Light gun games. It was made by fucking id Software and Bethesda. It was not a light gun game. How the fuck? It's a driving and shooting game. I knew it's I remember a, it, that. It's shit. an it's an open world Mad Max kind of. Yeah, so what the fuck was he playing? Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I was on three sixty. Which one of my kids from our basketball team I felt so fucking bad. When I said no, one of my kids on my basketball team came up to me and said, hey, coach. Say, yeah, what's up? Uh, they said, can I have your old Xbox 360? I said, why? Because I don't have one. You still don't. No, I, I got some over here. I'm looking at it right here in the corner. And I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> because if I give it to you, there's going to be no games for you to buy. And they were like, they're like 25 cent at GameStop. And I was like, that's where they get you. I don't want you to fall into that trap. I I still have two. If somebody asks me for one of mine, uh, you just get the one that sounds like a jet engine when it turns on. And then my cousin asked me for one so that he could play some. Oh, this nigga. Hey, 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 Derek, you got you got an Xbox Series S? No. 
my son does. Well, uh, I need one so I can play Pal World. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Pal World is a, it's like a bootleg Pokemon. Yeah, with guns. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know much about it. I know that people were doing the comparison between, and I think Nintendo uh, was looking into if this is something that they can sue about. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, Rage is not a first-person shooter, but Jesse is playing it like it's a first-person shooter, and all Jesse is thinking about while he's playing the first-person shooter is when he first-person shot Gale. I guess I should say it like this. Rage is not a first-person shooter, but Jesse's playing it like a first-person shooter, and while he's playing it like a first-person shooter, he's thinking about how the first person he shot was Gale. That sounds better. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. (laughs) That's Brandon. That's Scar, and I'm on one. What's happening? just been imagining the whole thing imagining playing rage he plays it for like the next three fucking episodes i know but like could he have been mad ma- and what makes him start painting his house he ain't got nothing I mean, else fucked fucked to up. do no, it's hella fucked up it's it had trash all over the place and then yeah. when walt comes over to his house later on he's painting and everything's cleaned up like who called who told him hey man this shit is nasty he looked around. He's like, I got too much money to be living in filth. Nah, he's a meth addict. He don't give a fuck. And I really don't like the fact that he literally oscillates between meth and out and then just being completely lucid. But every other meth addict we see on this show is just like Pac, Mark, Central. Yep. But he's him... Him and Badger and Combo were all cool. Skinny Pete looks like he picks his scars. Well, I mean, we we, we also have like a lot of sympathy for the good meth addict. Like, you know, the, the way that they the way that they present Jesse is like he's the good meth addict. He's the good one. Meanwhile, you got Wendy who looks like a fucking well, that's how she looks in real life, so I guess. I talked about this once before. I don't know. But if I was a kid actor, I don't think my parents would let me audition for the role of ugly boy number one. Why not? I'll be admitting a lot, sir. That I don't think my parents would be willing to admit at that time. It's getting your foot in the door. Not like this, Derek. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. Oh, like shit. This. Clint Howard's like mom was just like, you know what? Do what you want to do, baby. <laughs> I can't deny you, but I can't support you either. Skyler and Walter at the fucking car wash. At the car wash, yeah. I got to get the sound bite coming soon. Car wash. Whoa, 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 whoa. No? Okay. They're at the wash. Huh? 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 Then I can play super ugly in the background. 
the funniest thing from the wash was when he hit that nigga in the head with the gun and it goes off. That <laughs> shit. I, I rewound that shit like 20 fucking times because that shit was hilarious. Because that, that I was dying laughing. You know what surprised me? Was when I found out that niggas do not appreciate the artistry that is super ugly. They don't. They really don't. They think that because Jay-Z went so fucking hard, it showed that he lost. The reason why I found out about this, because, you know, people are bringing it back up and shit in the advent of Nikki's hiss and, um, or uh, Megan's hiss and Nikki's response. Bigfoot. People still think Ether is a good song. I know you think it's Nan Nanny Boo Boo over a track. We hear that like yeah, once yeah, a year. Yeah, but like people, people really think that Ether is a good song. It's well, it not, doesn't age well. It doesn't age well at all. Like once you actually listen to the song and like that very sparse ass beat um, that actually makes. But like Brandon said, this. but like Brandon said a couple of years ago when we had this conversation, it changed the lexicon. Yeah. So did Stan. Do we think that Stan is a great song? Yes. Yes. Yes, Stan is absolutely. What? Stan is a great song. Stan like, is a great song. Stan, Stan is, is a great is, song. Is great song. Stan is a good song. I didn't Stan think Stan is a great fucking song. Stan is a great song. Stan is fantastic, even now. Like that is artistry. I love a good storytelling uh, track, and he does great on that one. And I just hit the bottom of my the desk to builds, show how great he did. The way it builds is perfect. And I mean, you can't take back the the shock value of the first time you heard it, but it still resonates. Yes, to me, it's the sixth sense. But again, the sixth sense is something that was successful. You just, after that first time, it's like, okay, the surprise (laughs) is gone, but. Yeah, I I can never listen to this for the first time ever again. But that should make you sad, not like it is what it is. It's not a great song. It's a great song. It is. Thought, it's one thought, of Eminem's top 10 songs. I thought it was really good. I didn't think it was great, but apparently I'm wrong. You are. It's okay. It happens to Virgos too. It's not right. It's not right. It's not Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I just like saying it more than anything else. Bye. Um. But yeah, no. Nicki Minaj's Bigfoot I I haven't listened to any of this. I have not either, but I know it's in response to a song where Megan didn't even say her name. She just said, some of y'all niggas, this is based on Megan's law. And Nikki was like, um, but yes, Skylar. She needs, she needs some something. Intervention. Yeah, I've only heard of, like bits and pieces about what's actually happening here, but everyone seems to uh, think that she went too far by talking about Megan's mom. She told her followers where Megan's mom's grave was to go desecrate it. The fuck? That's like some '90s beef stuff. Except you would have done in the '90s. Yeah, except you're tooling up millions of followers. Right. The power is much bigger now. 
Yeah, nineties beef, you could talk about it. Like, yeah, I'm a I'm gonna get tired of following you and go shoot up your mama's house. So you now you gotta look for me. Yeah, cool, whatever. Nowadays you can literally weaponize one point one million people to That's go do that. you. That's yeah, crazy. I mean we we I can't even get enough donations to buy a five thousand dollar video game machine. Wink wink hand hand. Listeners, listeners, hey, Bueller, Bueller, you know what, fuck it. Skylar's like, yep, Flynn called me a bitch because <laughs> I had to, I told him about the car that he only got to drive around the block once. And the dealer didn't have to take it back, but they're going to take it back because, you know, they're going to take an $800 restocking fee. So, Walt, when you take it back to the dealer, don't, don't do the thing. Don't be stupid. And he's like, what thing? And I immediately flash back in my mind to him trying to throw that that pot through the window to get to Ted and uh, him getting beat up by Mike. And <laughs> <laughs> Walt, you got a mode. Um, she's like, hey, also, even though this is your business, go tip that nigga over there. Because he washed the car. You need to You need to train them to expect tips. Which is right. No, you don't have to train them to expect tips. Yeah, you, you, you do when you're in that kind of business. You don't have to train them to expect tips, though. Like, mm-hmm. pay them a living wage. How about that? It's a car wash. Have you paid somebody for washing your car? I don't, I don't wash yeah. my car. So you tip people when they get done drying your car and stuff? Yeah, no, you're supposed to. Why? I, I go to the automatic car wash. Me too. I go to the quick quack. But why? Because it's a service. You tip services, waiters, people. I, I knew. Food. I knew waiters. I didn't know car wash dryers. Yeah, it's a service. What are you talking about? I didn't know that. It's the service industry. It is the service industry. So Do waiters. You tip your delivery driver. Yes. You, you have to. Driver? It's literally built into the system. No, but no, a, no, no, no. See, no, pizza men not pizza, go to the delivery man. Pizza men. That was the other thing about that four hundred dollar bill. They had the all damned acidity. It was just Nisha and I to charge gratuity of twenty three percent on a four hundred dollar ticket. Twenty three percent. God. Then they charged another seven yeah, percent for right. the kitchen fees. And then they had the nerve, the gall blasted nerve on the uh, for on the uh, receipt to put a line for additional tips. I don't think I ever tip under twenty percent. That's my minimum. Yeah, if you have bad service, I give you twenty percent. Yeah, like but when minimum. it's written into it, I don't have to do it twice. Well, no, unless you thought they were exceptional. They 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 kept bringing me that food. If they were exceptional, they would have found me seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if they were ex- that, that's for if you think they're exceptional. An exceptional server would have been like, you a big nigga. Let me help you out. But yeah, no, I I go to Quick Quack. I didn't know that that was a real thing, but training them to expect it, like, Nigga, I'm the boss. Why the fuck am I tipping you? I'm tipping you and I'm paying you. That's fucked up. Yeah, that was weird. Skyler telling him to tip. 
And you pay them. <laughs> like, I'm the one who pays your check. Like, <laughs> nigga, that what? That was weird. <laughs> but uh, she's like, so yeah, take it back to the shop. Ask for this manager and don't do nothing stupid. So the next scene is this nigga doing donuts in the parking lot. She was like, there's only 18. He was like, there's only 18 miles on the car. There ain't no more because this nigga doing big donuts. He's doing donuts so hard that he ramps the shit. What a, was that? Why is this? Why is this parking lot always like super empty and there's nothing around it? It's why just is, a parking lot. I, no, no, that parking lot's like that. We got a parking lot like that in El Grove. But what I'm saying is, he's doing donuts without any concern. He just ramps it on the one fucking divider in the whole fucking parking lot and then all of a sudden they back up and you see there's dividers all over the fucking place and he never hit any of the other ones with these perfect ass donuts that he was doing but so what it, was the point of this because someone explained to me this what's childish it was, it's, it's heisenberg his pride was his pride was bruised because he has to take something back he has to take it back and he said fuck that i'd rather I'd, look <clears throat> He I'd wasn't rather, gonna destroy it first. He was just gonna do donuts and then take it back and be like, "Bitch, you said you was gonna take it, so take it." No, he no, he intended to blow it up. Like that was his whole thing. Like fuck this. If I'm I'm not gonna listen to you no more. The whole thing about I am the one who knocks was one hundred percent Walt taking his power back from Skylar because she has been the one making all of the decisions. She has been all up in his shit about everything. I am the one who knocks was the dividing line of I'm taking my power back. And even when she thinks that she's in power, no, I'd rather destroy this shit than to listen to you and take this bitch back. Yeah, I just thought he was doing donuts because that him ramping that shit up there like that was completely accidental. They've done they've done interviews where they said that was the point where Walt decided that he is no longer going to listen to her. We're not gonna take it. Yeah, that was his we're not gonna take it moment. Absolutely. But she had given him the title and he stuffs the title up the car's ass essentially and sets it on fire and mm-hmm. then sits down and calls a cab and he's like, You'll see me. As the car blows up in the parking lot, nobody else notices it. There's nobody else around and shit. Saul is like, look, man, I got you out of this uh, whole blowing up a car shit. I I knocked it down to misdemeanor trash burning. You're good. This will cost you $52,000, which means in essence, the fucking. The Fines that he's gonna pay Saul. The, clean, the cleanup costs more than the car. Exactly. But because this is all illegal money going to illegal places, he could pay with it and won't nobody ask no questions. So the cleanup woman comes to pick up his shit. And Walt's like, hey man, while I got you, you got any of them uh unscrupulous motherfuckers out there with blammers that can uh shoot my boss? And Saul's like, you mean a hitman? And Walt's like, do they still call it that? And Saul's like, they don't call it unscrupulous motherfuckers with blammers. Like, I don't what? No. Um, by the way, the hitmen that I know, Mike knows them too. Mike kind of introduced me to him. So I don't think you want to do that. 
And Walt's like, well, right now I'm just sitting back waiting for Gus to come and kill me. And Saul's like, why don't you just get Jesse to do it if you can't get close enough to do it yourself? And Walt's like, what? So Walt goes to Jesse's house, who's fucking cleaning up his house and painting and shit. And he's like, hey, you, you, you kick it with Gus now? You rolling with that nigga? Like, didn't you know Tisha Campbell licked the line down the top of his head in school days? You kicking with that nigga? And that shit was still nasty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jesse's that's when you run out of that's that's God damn it. Licking down the middle of someone's part or something of that nature is shit that a virgin would do. <laughs> That is shit that somebody who has never done anything like this before would try. Like, I thought this might be sexy. Spit down the middle of your top of your head. Um, uh, you can see the grease too. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of product in his hand, dog. Right now, she got product in her mouth. She had product in the system. So, Jesse is like, yeah, I talked to him. He, you know, he said that he saw something in me. He. he See something in me. I'm good. Jesse can't be serious. About what? Gus? He, he, that nigga just tried to kill you multiple times. And that's what Walt points out to him. Like, hey, don't forget. He, he tried care. to kill you. And then there's Gail. And then don't forget about what's your friend's name, the fat one. Um, and then the kid too, your, 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 your girlfriend's little brother. These are all, remember, he said no children. Remember, he said not to. Dude, am I getting you on my side yet? Dude, stop being a bitch and just do it. Stop being a bitch. It's just strange, man. It's just strange that after like one week, a few weeks after Gus wanted us both dead, and I asked you to go kill Gail, and you did it. And a, a few weeks after that, bro, it's just weird, dude. That you know now y'all are friends. I don't, I don't. He's not friends with me. Like if he's gonna be friends with anybody, he should be friends with me, right? Because we're both old, and and I'm white, and I don't do math. He didn't call me a junkie savage. Wait, he didn't call you a junkie savage either. That was me. So that's just weird, right? And. Jesse's like, dude, quit the bullshit. I'll do it. I'll fucking kill him. First chance I get it. I'll kill him. Jesse doesn't finish with what I would have said. And then I'm going to kill you. Why That's what I would have said. Walt saved that nigga's life three times. Walt has also gaslit him into every single decision that he's made. And 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 they're not. They're gaslighting him now but at least they're not like overt about it like walt is just a dick yes gus isn't a dick mike isn't a dick walt is a bonafide dick and has been like gus and mike yeah let's say maybe a month or two of getting to know each other walt's been a dick to jesse since he was in fucking high school yeah. Jesse tried to fuck up the bag three times. Despite all that, Walt still put his whole ass on the line to save Jesse. No, he put his whole ass on the line to save himself and his brother-in-law. No, no, because it was he been put easier. his life on the line to save Hank after Hank beat Jesse up. That's no, when Walt was like, I need you Jesse. back as my partner. 
He could have just let Jesse die. They could have just killed Jesse and all of his problems would have been gone. When? When Tuco had him hemmed up? I'm really thinking about this. When when he was when going after those two drug dealers? When, when, yes, when he went to try so to kill those two drug when dealers. When he went to try yes. to kill the drug dealers, yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid of uh, Walt. Honestly. Walt could have just let Jesse go. He should all have. his problems would have been solved. He should have, honestly, in that situation. But at that point in time, he was starting to feel familiar or uh, family feelings towards Jesse. That's what I'm saying. So why why would Jesse be so mad at Walt? Because Walt made this nigga a millionaire. Because Jesse, while while Walt is doing this shit for Jesse, in my opinion, while Walt is doing all this shit for Jesse, he's still the same asshole. Uh, let me tell you something. If you or Scar save my life and mm-hmm. make me a millionaire, you can be an asshole. No, I'm saying be before before I save you, before I save you, I'm an asshole. From the very first time we meet. I'm an you, asshole. You'd already made me richer than I ever was. But I'm an asshole. First of all, Brandon, I don't think you would have came and worked with me anyway if I was an asshole from the gate when we first met. Talking down to money. you. I Listen, I could deal with some stuff for, to make some money. We both thought each other were assholes when we first met. Well, I knew you were an asshole, and I was fucking right, so. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was right about you, too. Yeah, I was a good person. You're welcome. No, you 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 were a good asshole. Yeah, oh, was, that pause, pause. <laughs> sorry, that was not no. I mean, <laughs> I don't even like pause, but that, that, that needed that a pause. Was actually, that needed a that pause. That actually worked. That actually needed a pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you don't like pause, but oh, I needed a pause. That oh shit! So. <laughs> So Marie goes to the car wash and talks bad about all of their trees and whatnot, their little trees, which shout out to the little trees. Yeah. The uh, black ice is still undefeated. You put that yeah. black ice into your car and it's more like, you know, I don't know, because find- black ice. Look, now that I think about it, black ice literally kills people. I can, I can, I can actually find that fragrance and make candles out of it. Ooh, and then send what? it to me. Really? I'll buy some. I still gotta hit you up anyway because I need that the light. Reminds me. What what's the website again? Say it in the middle of the show in case people it's, don't make it all the way to the end. Peacethroughcolors.com. I simplified it and through THRUcolors.com. Peacethroughcolors.com. Yep. Yeah, because he used to be a painter. Scar's really fucking talented. I can't find it. I uh, I need to get some more melts. Yeah, it says the site can't be reached, so I must spell through oh. the getaway. I did. I did THRU. I didn't do that. It, it is THRU. It is. Well, that East didn't come up. THRUcolors.com. That's no. the website. No, it didn't come up. You, you should fix that. Because I just typed it, and it came right up for me. PeaceThroughcolors.com. Nope, the site can't be reached. The fuck? Yeah, I can't get it. Yeah. Check to see oh, if there's a you got to put www first. Oh my god, really? Yeah, that was weird. You still do that? Oh my I god! Just, I just registered the domain. I didn't know that that was a thing. Oh my god! Oh wow! Oh, Scar, do I do you got, like you got mad new flavors? Do I got to do HTTP first too? Yeah, man, just do control. <laughs> Look, that <laughs> that's that the pineapple is still the best candle I've ever had. It smells like a fucking Starburst, bro. Are are the best melt. 
I cannot find that fragrance except for in that kit. That is the only that's the only way I can find that bitch is in that kit. I cannot find it anywhere else. Do you make red pineapple in a candle or is it only in the milk? I have not made a candle. I could probably figure it out if I buy the kit. I, I have to buy two kits in order to get enough to make that, but I think I can I'm about to off. buy some now. Because that red pineapple, man. Ooh, I just need a, a delight. Like the light for my fucking electric candle thing burned out and I don't want to um, buy a new one from Walmart because they ick me out. Um I think I think Aztec sells them. Okay. Depending on which one Aztec um candles. I'll probably out. just end up buying a new one. Like fuck it. I got money. You got mine right here. I'm not broke. But yeah, um let me know when you actually go to buy that. I'll I'll make a code. Why are you making a code? I don't need a code. Don't make a code, nigga. We buy it in full price. The code is for the listeners. Yeah, man, we ain't broke. I'm look, I'm about to pack all this shit up so I can move. <laughs> so, like, well, then we about to buy you out of house and home. Anyhow, um, yeah, nah. So Marie is talking bad about also black nigga. Black ice, like I said, kills people. They made a fucking little tree out of that. I just want to point that out. That literally just hit me just now. Um, Marie tells Skylar that they should do another grand opening so folks know that Eyebrows McGee isn't working there anymore. Right. But but she already said the thing about putting a baby on the sign, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And that Hank is doing better. And Walt drops by and Marie sees him and Skylar do an awkward kiss, like no tongue involved, just mm-hmm. which you know it will. I guess it will be awkward. I just blew up a car, and you just told me to return a car, so things are kind of stilted between us, I suppose. But Walt goes to the back, and he has cans of soda for the soda machines, and Skylar's telling Walt about how they made $3,200 the day before from car washes and how the lunch rush is going good and how she thinks that Bogdan used to make like less than that, which is $3,200 a day. And Walt pulls out $275,000 and is like, can you wash this? Well, what do you want from me, Skylar? We both have jobs. I make the money and you wash it. <laughs> the fuck do you want from me, dog? Like, and Skylar's like, that is $7.5 million a year. Also, all your cash is in 50s, my nigga. Like, car washes don't do 50s like this. And Walt's like, well, 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 if you want out, then just tell me. Like, what are you going to do, bro? Just move it over to a fucking laser tag? Like, 7.5 million can't be hidden like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know what he thought. I don't know what he thought she was going to be able to do. But, like, that's a volume that, like, most regular businesses just can't wash. Yeah, 275,000 is, you know... For two hundred seventy-five thousand, you should have fucking just got a used car lot. Yep. You can you could launder two hundred seventy-five thousand in a used car lot. Yep. 
I don't know why they didn't mention that. I would have mentioned it, but I'm smart. I fucking guess. But during the next time he's cooking at Gus's lab, Walt makes something in the office microwave, which is fucking ricin. And he gives a vial of powder to Jesse. Um, and Jesse's like, this is less than you use when you went after Tuco. And he's like, it's still enough. Just put it in his food. 36 hours later, Gus will be dead and it'll look like natural causes. So Jesse hides the vial in a cigarette. And Walt's like, what the fuck is that? And Jesse's like, it's my lucky cigarette. It's my cigarette. And Walt's like, don't smoke it. Just want to point that out that Walt says, do not smoke that shit. Well, I mean, we have we have weird directions on things for a reason. Mm-hmm. What was the question, Brandon? I said, I hope you don't fuck up. Yeah. Hank and Walter Jr. go to Los Polos, and they're eating. And while they're eating, Flynn is telling Hank about the car and how he had the car for, like, 15 minutes. And... Hank is like, well, it's your fault, motherfucker. If you had just asked for a scraper, you'd still have a car. None of this registers to him that Walt bought this huge, extravagant car right after they spent all their money getting this car wash. Well, he told them that he got a he he hit it big. If I, if I hit the Mega Millions, I'm gonna go buy some shit. <laughs> they bought a car wash. Yeah, that's that's what you do but, when you hit. But when but they, they they didn't say that they bought the car wash cash and they, they just bought it all outright. Yeah. Usually you put you there. Usually there's some sort of plan in place to take over some shit like this. Like you buy it and you you do the initial sale, but you got to pay somebody off. Rashad, I think they you, bought that baby if cash. You didn't, if you didn't hit the mega millions, where you could just like not do nothing for the rest of your life, but you hit. You know, you hit something nice at the casino. You wouldn't, you wouldn't consider quitting your job and investing you, in podcasting full time. Be like, I'm gonna do the marketing and everything. Just do what I want to do. You know what's funny about that, Brandon, is that I was just talking to Nisha about that very same thing. Like, what amount of money would it take for you to just leave your job, just quit well, your job, and just well, it's two different types and just, of things, and just it's live quit, your life. Just quit your job and do nothing. Or quit your job and pursue what you want. Yeah. Like, um, if I well, had, if I had six hundred, if I had seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in the bank, that's not enough for me to just do nothing for the rest yeah, of my life. That's not. But it enough. is enough. But it is enough if I wanted to start my own business to give it's, it a shot. It's not enough for me to quit my job. It'd be enough for you to start if you want to. If you wanted to do something else, is my point. Yeah, cool, but it's not enough for me to quit my job. So the reason why is because the benefits out here are crazy when you're doing it out of pocket. Um, I would need at least to yeah, to stop can- to stop and start my own business for podcasting, for catering, whatever it may be, for my own thing. I would need at least four million dollars. No, you wouldn't need that much. Because yes, you can get benefits outside of that. If you trust wish. me, I spend frivolously. Bruce's millions ain't got shit on me. You don't spend that frivolously. Four million dollars. Four million dollars. 
I can make if I can make four thousand dollars go to twenty five bucks in a day. Yeah, I but think I could put in work with four. You're, you're assuming your catering <laughs> business wouldn't make money. Is my point. So you wouldn't four million dollars is like if I quit my job and this shit fails, and I got to figure out how to keep everything intact and as long as it takes. You're assuming that's assuming failure. If you assume that you have some modicum of success then you don't need $4 million is my point. You just need enough to get you to a point where you can be successful. Yeah. And especially if you were doing catering, your overhead costs to like get off the ground would, I mean, you probably could, you probably could get everything you need for a hundred K to be completely honest, like to, to, to offset losses. Yeah. But that's just that's if he doesn't want to go industrial. Like either you go get you some, you go get you some stuff. But honestly, if I had four to six million dollars, I would probably buy or, or build a basketball facility and just have one of those places with like all the different courts in the same building, and then I'd host basketball tournaments every weekend. If you lived modestly. Not even that modestly. The return of hoop it up, dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hoop it up. If you live just regularly <laughs> modestly, you could live off four to six million dollars for the rest of your life. If you wanted to. I don't live. You couldn't, modestly. You couldn't be you I couldn't be out here balling. But if you already if you just paid off the rest of your house and was like, I'm not moving. Nigga. You, could, you know you how I know move. you know how I know I couldn't live modestly? Because I bought a fucking boomerang. <laughs> I'll do not to fucking use this fucking thing, but I bought a goddamn boomerang because we were in the area and it's a motherfucking boomerang. I know I can't live modestly because I bought a goddamn boomerang. That's I guess that's a good point. I don't think I can live <laughs> modestly either. Living think. modestly, I feel like Ray Liotta in uh Goodfellas. Living modestly, that's for that's for suckers. No, that's for that's for lames. I don't do that. I think I would want to be a movie critic and a writer, though. If I could, if I could get a seven hundred fifty k, I I would consider quitting my job and being a writer. I would just go back to school and and actually learn how to be a uh, therapist and possibly make it to second. You could do that for free right now. I don't, I don't I don't know how free that is. Yes, for free. You live in Virginia. Y'all got free community college. The blackface man passed that. You could go there for two years, get that for free, and then just finish up the last two years for next to nothing. Because you're in your 40s now. They have, uh, it's called adult education grants. Okay. Yeah. I I, I, I still, I still want to do that. It's just been... Yeah. It's just been trying. I had, you know, got a new job, all kinds of shit. It's just the so. time. It's the time commitment. Yeah, because this new job, else. this new job is kicking my ass. I, I'm, I'm having to learn a whole new job. So, but it helped you get a. Did it help you get a discount in the new apartment? Yes. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, I, I get, I get, uh, I get twenty five percent off the rent. What? Hmm. Oh, that's 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 substantial. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very much so. Because this shit ain't cheap. This shit ain't substantial. cheap. Substantial. 
Wow. And and like what what the budget was. Me and my lady figured out what our budget was going to be, like how much we were willing to spend on like rent and stuff like that. And this, but with that discount, it comes significantly under. That's that's always a win. Yep, it is. Rashadi was right. Wasn't that much to talk about this episode? He really wasn't. <laughs> What? I just what, bought the candles you? too. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um, Gus comes over and is talking with Hank and and Walter Junior. While Walter Junior. still complaining about the car, and Gus is like, "Hey, man, you should come here and work for us. You can you can get a job here. You can get that job a job." And he's like, "Hey, also, can I refill your drinks?" And Flynn's like, "No, nah, I'm good." You see, I'm skipping back and forth between Flynn and Walter Junior. to be respectful to all parties. Um, and Hank's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take a diet coke." And Gus gives him a diet coke, and thus Gus gives him his fingerprints. And Hank carefully puts his cup into a plastic evidence bag. Mike Hank and Jesse. Let this shit go. Hmm? Hank need to let this shit go. Mm. He ain't good at that. He ain't Hank. good at that. Problem, and you know what? The problem, the problem just, is he's right. He just doesn't know how right he is. Just keep in mind, this is, again, all Walt's fault. If Walt would if Walt would have just let Gail take the blame for everything, everybody would be fine. Yeah, that was so stupid. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. That was a stretch of any imagination. Even I don't think I I still can't think of anybody in real life who will be arrogant enough to fuck up their own bag. He is constantly fucking up his own bag. No, in real life. I don't know anybody who's that stupidly arrogant. Donald Trump. Kevin Spacey. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave Chappelle. No, because Dave Chappelle hasn't really fucked up his bag. Michael Richards. Michael Richards 100% because that nigga disappeared after that shit. Yeah, he's, he's one of the few nigga. people that actually got canceled. Yeah, I think I think Michael Richards, um, Kevin Spacey, and I can't name anybody else that has has not been able to survive being canceled. Everyone else has been able to survive it because it's not a real thing. It, like not. even logically, you can't even logically explain how somebody, how a person, can get canceled. Even even Michael Richards, if he wanted to, he could start a podcast and he'd be just fine just based off his name. Him and Roseanne just happen to work in an industry where you have to depend on other people to get in front of the camera. And then when you get in front of the camera, you have to have enough of a following that people are going to watch you do what you do on that show. Michael Richards didn't have that cachet in the first place. And, and But they both have enough of a following to start. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can both do podcasts. Yep. They they both make money. Rose, they don't make a gang of money off podcasts talking yep. about the wall and all that kind of bullshit. 
Didn't Michael Rich can get on there and say nigga every five minutes. This is the nigga show starring Michael Richards. And Blaze will pick it up in a millisecond. Didn't Roseanne say something on Twitter a little a little while ago talking about she had 4C hair? I don't know. I don't do yeah. Twitter much. I don't do threads at all. I signed up for threads and then I never go there. So, yeah, nah, this nigga was just stupid. Anyhow, Mike and Jesse drive to Gus's remote compound, which is heavily guarded, and Mike puts in an earpiece and the two go inside. And he tells Jesse, go make some fucking coffee. While they make coffee, Gus and Mike discuss what sounds like a meeting with the rival drug cartel. And Jesse, who's all alone, has a great opportunity, pulls out his cigarettes, but his hands are shaking, so he doesn't put the vial into, you put the lime in the coconut. He didn't he didn't put the lime into the coconut. Mike comes up from behind him and is like, here, man, here's a blammer. Um, you'll probably not need this, but you know, here's a blammer. Um, and at that very same time, an SUV pulls up and a young bearded man gets out with one guard. And they're like, damn, only one guard? Inside the trailer, the man tells Gus in Spanish that, you know what, fuck you, bro. I'm only here because my employees feel like I can adequately represent our interests. Mike sits down in the back. Gus and the man sit at the table. Gus offers the man a one-time payment of $50 million in exchange for an absolute severance. What kind of money do you have where you're like, I can offer you a one-time payment of $50 million? $50 million to do what? Kick my mama in the ankle? I will kick my mama square in the ankle for $50 million bucks. I will drop kick my mama in the ankle for, for $50 million. Dude, I will... For $50 million, I will walk up behind my mom on a cold day and flick her fucking ear. I swear to you. What's the arrangement? I, I will I will do the best of the best kick on my <laughs> For $50 million, I promise you, I will literally walk up to my mama, warm up my hands, and smack the kitchen on the back of her neck for $50 <laughs> Now, this all comes with the understanding when it's all said and done, I'll give my mama $5 million. <laughs> I'm apologizing right after and pointing at the camera. See? See? Over there. See? See? But the response is that Gus knows what the cartel wants. That's what the man says. And that anything else would be worth the time. And Gus is like, is that a yes or? The man tells Gus, is it a to be yes or, or no. And then tells Gus, this ain't a negotiation, my nigga. Like, this, this is a shakedown. Which is it? Is it yes or no? Choose wisely. Take your time. Outside, Jesse is smoking nervously, and the man leaves, and Gus walks outside after him. And Mike tells Jesse, I got to teach you how to shoot, bro. And Jesse's like, why are y'all being so fucking nice to me? A few months ago, you wanted to kill me. Now you teach me how to shoot, and I'm your number one guy. What does Gus see in me? And Mike's like, I think it's loyalty. Although you having it in Walt is not a good look. You got it in the wrong guy. 
that really hits Jesse in the chest. So Jesse goes to his old NA meetings and the old and his uh, counselors there. And he's like, hey, and just like mm, I fell off the wagon, but I've been clean for four days. And he's like a few weeks ago, I killed a dog. The dog's name was Gail. It's like I put the dog down and looked in the eyes while it happened. And the lady is like, oh, she was sick. The dog was sick. You had to put him down because he was sick. And Jesse's like, no, bitch. The dog was just fine. A perfectly healthy dog. Shut the fuck up. I'm telling this story. And the lady's like, I hate you. Basically. That poor dog, and I'm a white woman. How dare you? And everybody else is like, he was on meth. And Jesse's like, meth had nothing to do with the shit, dog. And they're like, you're taking all of our outs for you away. It was, the dog wasn't sick. It was just a problem, dog. It's not a problem, dog. <laughs> but it's a problem, it's dog. A problem, it's not a problem, dog, but it's a problem. Dog. And so Jesse gets mad and starts getting all ranty about acceptance. And he's like, hey, man, you got high to, to the counselor. He's like, you got high and you fucking ran over your daughter and you just accept that shit. I would have fought him right then. Yep. I'm sorry. At the point where you bring up my daughter because I mentioned I'm, it in passing, I'm going to fuck I'm, you up. I'm, I'm going to punch that nigga his shit immediately. Oh, Jesse, you don't look like you could fight. I'm going to chop you in the throat. Then I'm going to stomp on your balls. Well, we've seen how Jesse fights. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesse thinks he could fight is a fallacy. Fallacies. <laughs> Fallacies. <laughs> One for you. And are you stomping on my balls, man? We don't do that. But Jesse's like, you know what? Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all what it is. I came here. To sell y'all meth. If you can't say it all, just say meth, stupid. Y'all played yourselves. I made you my bitch, Pookie. Do you accept that? Huh? Why is New Jack City in this? Oh, no. That's from uh, Method Man's Judgment Day 2000. Where he's having Chris Rock introduce him. <laughs> and Chris Rock just goes off and starts saying stupid stuff. So Method Man stops him and says, if you can't say it all, just say meth. Stupid. You play too fucking much, pookie. And I know that method is like a form of weed back in the day, I guess. But I still just, dude, your name is fucking meth. I struggle with that sometimes. I mean, it's better than shotgun. It's better than shorty shit stain. Well, yeah, everything's better than shorty shit stain. <laughs> so he's like to the to the group leader. He's like, "Do you accept that I made you my bitch?" And the group leader's like, "No, I do not." Whitely, and so Jesse leaves. And during the next cook, Walt's like. Hey, Jesse, there's like stains at the bottom of this. Come over here and look inside of this deep pan with me. Like you used to do when you were in like sixth grade and had a girlfriend. And you want to try and just hold her hand or kiss her somewhere where you thought you were being adventurous. He was so obvious. Like, hey, come over, so here to the, come over here to the water fountain. I want to show you something. I love you. Hey, come over here. There's stains in the bottom of this, Jesse. Hey, come here. 
did you do it yet? Why haven't you killed Why haven't you killed Gus yet? Jesse lies and says he hasn't seen Gus. Why did Jesse? Why did Jesse not say, "Look, what this nigga Gus got problems of his own. I think this shit is going to take care of itself." Coulda, but we talked about how communication in a lot of these shows is the cause of downfall. Mm -hmm. Marie drops Hank off at the office and leaves him with Gomi. Hank immediately comes in and gets racist. Always, because you know why not? He sees a Mexican. He had to say some shit. Who is, Hank, who, is, who is the cop who used to be a cop or knows a cop that writes all of his lines because they are so copy. Copyright. Um, Hank meets with Gomez and Merkit and he tells him about the Gale case. Um, he thinks the Gale was Heisenberg's former cook and could give them a line to catch Heisenberg. And he shows them, he was like, I use my Google foo to look up the series of numbers written on a Los Polos Hermanos napkin. And it's the part number for a 300,000 HEPA air filtration system, which would be perfect for an enormous meth lab. Gus called the company and sweet talked the girl, which means he probably scared the shit out of her with his creepiness um, and was about to get all the information. But then just like that, the next day the girl was fired and he was talking to lawyers. Um, the device was shipped to Albuquerque. Gail signed for it, but there's no record of who paid for it. The company that makes the part is based in Germany. The company also has a partial ownership in the Polos Hermanos chain. So Gus. That's too much paperwork. So Gus. Might be the guy, Hank says. And Merkin and Gomez think he's reaching. And then Hank is like, if I'm reaching, then why was Gus's fingerprints in Gail's house? Thanks, Walt. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Also, one thing that I didn't notice, but apparently um, at the beginning when Jesse is playing Rage, but mm-hmm. not really playing Rage. Um, there's an Easter egg on the wall when he's going down the stairs and the graffiti spells out Gail. Yeah. They, apparently it was recorded for him. They they made it for him. It's all made it for him. When Jesse was seen playing Rage, he's using a light gun to play, but the actual game was controlled with a joypad and mouse or keyboard. The people from id Software recorded gameplay footage, which Aaron Paul then pretended to shoot at. The game also features various Breaking Bad Easter eggs, including Tuco Salamanca's grill and his perspex block in the sheriff's office and various drink cups and menus from Los Polos Hermanos scattered around the different levels. That's cool. At the beginning, also, back to Rage, uh, there's a character from the game that's modeled after Walter White. Dan Hager. Never play Rage. Me neither. Not my cup. Not back then. Maybe not right now. Who knows? Brandy, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? No, nothing new, dog. Okay. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Wait. (laughs) Habits. 
So yeah, Ratchet Book Club, I'm going through all my old episodes. Like I'm listening to my shit like it's audiobooks, and it is so fucking great. I'm so good at that shit. It's really good. Like it's really good. I'm reading a book or I'm listening to a book right now called Dark Corner, which is about black vampires taking over a city in Mississippi. And I'm great. It's really good. Y'all should go listen to it. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Um, Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also, did I say 13 or 13? Never mind. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app and copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. You can donate to the show on patreon.com slash single simulcast. Um, I'm never going to stop the Patreon, even though only like we only make like $7 a month. I'm not going to stop because I got so much fucking content on there. And I'm not saying that to be facetious. Like we're still putting content on there. And before that, there was like at least 200 shows of content on there. So. You can get that for a dollar. Just saying. Um, you could also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash SSCast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And the end. Just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Single simulcast. Don't know about now that you slipped.